0: Last week, Sunday, I, I, the Lord spoke to me very, very clearly about a spirit that we need to deal with. And, and it's because of where I believe that the Lord wants to take us in 2024. And can I just ask, please, all the ushers, volunteers, pastors, please look around. The church is overflowing. I, the Lord spoke to me on last week, Sunday, and the Lord said to me that He wants to break off His people. The spirit of intimidation. Because what He has planned for you is greater. And where He wants to take you, you cannot go there with intimidation being upon your life. And God wants to snap that off your life this morning so that you may walk in the abundant life. Save me this morning, I am a gift. I have a gift. Say that again. Say, I am a gift. I have a gift. In 1, Timi- in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 14, Paul the Apostle tells Timothy these words. He says, Timothy, do not neglect the gift that is inside of you. Save me again, say, I am a gift. I have a gift. There are multiple gifts in this room. You might have one, you might have 10, you might have 20 gifts. The point is, Paul says to Timothy, he says, Timothy, I want you to fan into flame the gift that is inside of you. And then he says to him, do not neglect this gift that is inside of you. 1 Timothy 4 verse number 14. And this word neglect means to to leave it dormant, to leave it stagnant, to leave it stale and to leave it stuck. And when you look at this word dormant or neglect, it means to keep something at the limitation or really just the word is, is, is stuck. That's maybe a good word. I don't want what is in you to be stuck. I don't want to be what I've called you to, to be stuck. Are you there? And then he says these words in 2 Timothy 1.7 that you would have often heard quoted of, of platforms. And it's this, that you have not received the spirit of timidity, but you have received the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And so we know scripturally speaking that for the gift that is you, or the gift that is inside of you to go dormant, there has to be a spirit that is intimidating you or intimidating your gift. And because of the intimidation, the gift goes silent. Are you there? Are you with me? And before we go into the scriptures, I want you to note something. That in the presence of a father, there's boldness. Save me boldness. In the absence of the father there is fear or intimidation in other words if you are close to somebody that is stronger than you and they are in love with you you can know that you can be bold right and what the enemy wants to do and we're going to deal with him because Jesus dealt with him is that God wants to restore your boldness God wants to restore not the courage the boldness so that you can do it again. And this time greater and to a higher extent, right? So I I have four case studies for us that we're going to go through very quickly in the Bible. And we're going to deal with this spirit because this thing is going to break today. It will leave your lives today. It will leave your family's lives today. It will leave your lineage lives today. And it will never come back. Because it's not my authority, it's his authority, and then my authority through his authority. Right? We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, plural. Places, far above, all principalities, powers, rulers, wickednesses, places. I've got news for the enemy, I am high above, placed in Christ Jesus. I know who I am. Come on, say to yourself, I know who I am. And so, you are a gift and you have gifts. And the first scripture I want us to go to is the scripture of Elijah. And Elijah, you find in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse number 19, where Elijah has just basically, he just killed 800 of the Baal prophets. He, he took them out. Um, in actual fact, Elijah was mocking them. He was... He knew that he was his God was God and he was mocking them. He was saying, pour water upon that altar, drench it in the water, do whatever you need to. And you will still see that when I pray, my God will answer. And so we see Elijah doing exactly that. He says, cut yourself a little bit more, do a little bit more. Come on, you bold prophets. And all of them tried to do more and nothing happens. And then Elijah prays. And when Elijah prays, fire falls, right? And this is the same man by which the heavens were shut. The Bible says that by his mouth he shut the clouds. It's a powerful man. Then we know that according to the word, that this man killed 800 of the Baal prophets, he took them out. But then the, then the word of the Lord, or the word of what, what Elijah did, traveled to Ahab. And Ahab told his wife, and his wife's name was Jezebel. And so Jezebel sends Elijah a message. She says to Elijah, Listen, Elijah, by the gods which I serve, by the end of this day, you will be dead. We're going to take your life. And the scripture tells us that Elijah runs. Please listen to me. Elijah runs. He gets intimidated by the spirit of, he get, or he gets intimidated by Jezebel and he runs, right? And as he's running, running the first place that he, that he finds himself worth is he finds himself under a tree and he is, uh, he is giving up. Save me giving up. And as he is giving up, he says to God, I want to die. He has, he's tired. He doesn't want to complete this thing that God has called him to. He says, I'm tired. He says, I'm alone. And then he says in, in, and I can put it in brackets. He can say, he said, I've done my best, but I myself are alone. And then he says to the Lord, I've kept your commandments as best as what I can. Let's just read it that you can see what he says to the angel. Because it's important just to see what he actually says. And how God refutes it. The angel says to him in verse number five Suddenly, an angel woke him up and said, Get up and eat. Elijah looked around, and by his head was a jar of water and some baked bread. And he sat up and he drank, and then he laid down and went back to sleep. I want you to see that Elijah is fighting depression. And, and as he's fighting depression, he, he wants to sleep. He, He doesn't want to finish the task and listen to the scripture again. Everybody with me? Okay. Soon the angel of the Lord woke him up and said, get up and eat or else you will get too tired to travel. So Elijah sat up and ate and drank. And the food made him strong for 40 days. And then he goes to the Mount of Sinai. And I want you to see something. The first thing with Elijah is he goes sits under a tree. He feels sorry for himself. He says, I want to die. I quit. I alone are here. And he actually says it to the Lord. I'll read it for you now. And the Lord ignores Elijah's moaning. And he says, why are you here? Elijah, why are you here? Then the Bible says the angel of the Lord gives him food. He travels for 40 days. He goes up onto the Mount of Sinai. And the Lord says the following to him. Listen to what the Bible says. And the Lord says, Elijah, while Elijah was on the Mount of of Sinai, the Lord asked him again, Why are you here? He answered, Lord God, Lord God, all powerful, verse 10, I've always done my best to obey you, but your people have broken their solemn promise to you. They've torn down your altars and killed all your prophets except me. And now they are even trying to kill me and listen to God go out and stand on the mountain the Lord replied and I want you to be there when I pass by and all at once a strong wind shook the mountain shattered the rocks but the Lord was not in the wind next there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake then there was a fire but the Lord was not in the fire Finally there came a gentle breeze, and when Elijah heard it, he covered his face of the coat, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice asked him again, Elijah, why are you here? In other words, God was saying to Elijah, Elijah, you've just taken out eight hundred of the Baal prophets. Now you are running because of the threat of Jezebel. And you're finding yourself at a place that i don't want you to be at and then the lord says to him and it's like the lord ignores the two the two complaints because it's not true what elijah is saying it is the perception of elijah the perception of elijah that he is alone the perception of elijah is that he's standing for what is righteous alone but it's not the truth and therefore the lord ignores him because he's not telling the truth and the lord says to him the following words listen to this and this is our case study number one elijah you go back near to the near to damascus and when you get there appoint haziel to be king appoint jehu to be the king of israel king of syria appoint haziel to be king of syria appoint, appoint jehu to be king of israel and elisha listen to me carefully and elisha son of safat To take your place as my prophet in other words what the Lord is busy saying to him very simple is this Elijah what are you doing here Elijah ran from the tree please listen to me when the angel of the Lord found him just before this incident we find that the Bible says that he killed 800 of the Baal prophets now Elijah gets threatened through Jezebel and by the threat of Jezebel Elijah gets intimidated and because of the spirit of intimidation that rests upon Elijah, he wants to die. He has had enough. And God asked him twice, what are you doing here? Then, because Elijah does not want to face up to the music with Jezebel, God says to him, I now want you to go and appoint Haziel. I want you to go and appoint Jehu. And I want to, uh, you to appoint Elisha. In other words, I am going to replace you. And for the next four and a half years, a light just ministry turns away from ministering to God's people to training this young prophet. In other words, the spirit of intimidation may appoint you that you give up on your God-given assignment And by giving up on your God-given assignment, God replaces you with somebody else that will do what He said. Are you guys with me? We cannot lower ourselves with a spirit that wants to come against us. Is there anybody with me this morning? Okay, let me go on. I want to show you more case studies, then I'll bring all of them together. Then you find Moses. Moses is in the burning bush experience, and while he's in the burning bush experience, here the Lord speaks to him, and the Lord renews the Abrahamic covenant. And according to the Abrahamic covenant, the the covenant stood by a mark of circumcision. or circumcision was necessary as part of the covenant, right? Because every covenant that is made, is made by the shedding of blood. And so God makes this covenant with Moses and Moses circumcises one of his boys but he doesn't circumcise the second because in between if you study the scriptures somewhere Moses must have spoken to Zipporah and Zipporah is not to be found for this thing of circumcising one of the or um, more of the children or the other boy and the bible declares that god comes after moses to kill him come on guys are you, it's going silent it's okay we're going to deal with this thing i want to i want to show you because and then zipporah runs with a flint knife she cuts off the the foreskin of the the young man and she puts that foreskin at the heel of moses and she says to him now you've become a bridegroom of blood to me And as soon as she's done that, the anger of the Lord stops. Are you there? What did Elijah do? Elijah submitted to the spirit of intimidation. What did Moses do? Moses submitted to the spirit of intimidation by pleasing his wife. You and I are not called to please people. We are called to love people. It's a big difference, guys. You love the Lord your God, and by loving God, you love people. But true love is obedience to God. Because we cannot say, I love somebody, but I am afraid to speak the truth to them because I just want to keep the peace. By keeping the peace and hiding the truth, you are allowing a person to walk in transgression even unto hell. That's not love. Because pure love corrects. Pure love covers the person, but never the sin. We love people, but we don't love sin. Because God hates sin. And we have to hate it too, right? Now, we look at the, our third case study, you find Eli. Eli is the senior pastor, if you will, of the day. He's the priest of the day. He's he in, in, in rulership of the day. But he's got two boys, Hophni and Phinehas, that are as ungodly as can be. These two boys sleep with the women at the entrance of the temple gate, And they take the best of the offering for themselves. And God has got a huge problem of that. And the sign that God has got a huge problem of that is found in the book of 1 Samuel, where the Bible says, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. I want you to see something here. God's voice becomes rare when God's word is not obeyed. I'll say it again God's voice becomes rare. There can be an iron dome over a place if we don't obey the word of the Lord. The reason why there's an open heaven here is because we are trying to obey the Lord. Obedience with the Lord is sometimes no popularity with man. I'll say it again. Obedience with the Lord is sometimes not to be popular of man. But it's better to be popular with the Lord than to be popular with man and that friendship of man sends you to hell where the fear of the Lord preserves your soul, body, and spirit. Come on, guys. Are you okay? So we see Eli not dealing with it. So what Eli does, Eli gives a light rebuke to his sons. A light rebuke. Listen to what Eli does. And God doesn't like it, eh? In those days, the messages from the Lord were very rare and very, and very uncommon. And listen to what the Lord says. Although Eli chastised Hophni and Phinehas, he restrained them not. 1 Samuel 3, verse number 13. And as a result of his neglect, God sends him another prophet in 1 Samuel 2, verse number 30 to 34. And God says to, to, to uh, uh, Eli through this unnamed prophet, he says, Eli, you will be cut off from the favor of God and both of your sons will die in one day. I'm going to take their lives because you have feared me not and you have honored your sons higher than what you've honored me. So now if you, if you just look at these three that I've mentioned to you, you find Elijah, that was intimidated by jezebel the mighty elijah was intimidated by Eli- by jezebel and through intimidation he loses his position and god replaces him then you find moses that god just calls a ruler a deliverer and after god called him a ruler and a deliverer he does not obey the lord fully and God goes after him and wants to take him out. Guys, this should produce a lot of fear of the Lord in our hearts. Then, thirdly, you'll find Eli. Eli knows about the sins of his own sons, but he does not want to correct them because he honors his sons more than the Lord. And the Lord says, Well, if that's the case, then in this in soon it will come. That I will cut you off my house and I will take both of your children's lives in a day. Then we find if you look at the spirit of intimidation, the spirit of intimidation, what the spirit does, the spirit of intimidation makes you cower away from the truth and makes you go into a realm where you rather want to keep the peace. Let me use an example. How many people here, and don't show your hands right now, but how many people want to keep the peace? It's a fake peace, by the way. How many people want to keep the peace, but they don't want to speak the truth? Because we're living in an age, 2024, people don't like the truth. You know why people don't like the truth? Because the truth confronts us. It says you need to change. Come on, are you there? And so I want us to understand, even in marriages you get this, where a wife will stay silent. She knows the truth, but she stays silent because she wants to keep the peace. That's not called unity. That's called disobedience to God. While I'm on the topic here, a husband should not lord over. 1 Peter 5, 10. 1 Peter, th- 1 Peter 3, 7. A husband should serve under. Because the height of his family is the strength of the man's shoulder. Oh, it's getting quiet. Eve was not the problem. Adam was. Because God spoke to Adam. It was Adam's job to teach Eve. And so there was a lot of... S- suddenly the support comes. I want to help us because the, there was a lot of snake discussions going on. But when Adam bit, God shows up. Why? God didn't talk to Eve, He talked to Adam. Adam's responsibility was to educate his family. Fear unto us if we don't educate our family and the enemy comes after our families. No, it is our responsibility. We are the king, the priest and the prophet. But that's not a high and lofty seat that you rule from, gentlemen. It is a place of honor, where you love. Honor is the byproduct where you've served well. Don't go and scratch my car, hey? No, be diligent in serving the Lord. Be diligent in serving your family. Be a man of honor, and have got greater affection for your family than friends. Because friends come and friends go. But families are there forever. Come on, we have to fight for our families. We have to stand for our families. I'd rather have zero wives than mess up my family. I'm telling you, with zero friends. I'd rather have zero friends than mess up my family. I will, I will be alone 24-7. Just so them, it's okay. As long as they go further than me, longer than me, wider than me, deeper with me, it's my responsibility. Come on, are you there? What am I saying? I am saying to you, this spirit of intimidation is such a deadly spirit. It makes you back down. It makes you forfeit your dreams. It makes you give up your authority. It makes you give up your talent. Let me use an example, another one. Judas, Judas had a place in the the apostles. He was a disciple. He casted out devils. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Yet Judas is in hell. Why? He gave up his place. Why did he give up his place? He couldn't control his heart. Come on guys, are you with me? He had a place amongst the disciples. He gave up that place. I want, to take, take, I want you to understand this. Because the disciples makes it clear. We need to choose another. We, are, we were 12. We are 11 now. We need to choose another. But according to the scriptures, the Bible says his place was left desolate. In other words, Matthias was not the 12th disciple. Because Matthias didn't come to, f- to fill Judas' spot. Jude, Matthias was the 13th disciple because God will never replace the person, he replaces the function because there's only you, one you there's not two you's, there's only you and not like the you magazine, you you only you, who you know you there's only one you and if you don't do what you need to do God will choose somebody else to do what you need to do God will not replace you, he'll choose somebody else that listen to him are you guys okay? The fear of the Lord needs to hit us, church. And we need to understand this about the word of the Lord. And I've got such a passion that I, that I know I'm preaching to the crowd. You know what's my passion? My passion is that every single one of you will shake off the spirit of intimidation. That you will shake off anything that has intimidated your life. You know Why? Because sometimes friends are voices of intimidation. Sometimes that bank account is a voice of intimidation to you. Sometimes your family is a voice of intimidation to you. Sometimes your best of best friends are a voice of intimidation of you. And you have to make up your mind and to say, I have not received a spirit of intimidation, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. What am I provoking in you? I'm provoking that gift must come out of you again, and it must rise up again. Oh, come on, just give Jesus some praise offering as well. How many people submit to the voice of fear or the voice of intimidation? They drive what other people want them to drive. They wear clothes that other people want them to wear. They say the right things according to what other people want them to say. They live lives to keep people happy. You don't need to keep nobody happy. Let me say that again. You are not an ice cream machine. Ice cream machines keep people happy. You are not an ice cream machine. You are a son and daughter. Do you make mistakes? Of course. But you are not the mistake. (laughs) Children of God, listen to me this morning. We need to break the spirit off us. If we need to get into a greater 2024, we need to fear God. We need to get into the assignment that is given unto us we need to think greater thoughts and we need to accomplish great things in the name of the Lord our God because he, has, he did not call us to submit under inferior voices that business that you lost can become a voice of intimidation to you tells you don't try again there's too much pain who can agree with me come on let's be real How many people here you don't want to start again? Because the first time was sore, the second time was sore. Because you know what? The pain is real. The loneliness is real. It's real, folks. It's real. We lie to one another if we don't say it's real. How many people don't want to try new relationships? Because we lost a few and we got betrayed. And we got wounded. So now we spare our hearts because we just want to be safe. Jesus did not call you to be safe. Jesus called you to be effective. Oh, let me say it one more time. Jesus did not call us to be safe. Don't play it safe. Play it confident. I'm not saying don't use wisdom. What am I saying to you this morning? I'm speaking to you about the spirit of intimidation. This spirit is so deadly that it cost a prophet his place. This spirit is so deadly it cost Eli, his sons and the favor of God. This spirit is so deadly, deadly, that when God told Saul, Saul, you kill everything. You take nothing for yourself. Saul liked what he saw. And he kept the best of the sheep, the goats, the gold, the silver. He kept it for himself. And the Bible declares that when the prophet came walking into the kingdom, he said, what is this bleating of sheep that I hear? And then he says, this day, and then the Bible says, Saul tries to grab onto his garment, and his garment tears. And the Bible says that Samuel prophesies, this day God has torn the kingdom from you. Why? He pleased people. The disease to please, has robbed millions of destiny. Not even God can please everybody. Why are you trying? I'm 42 as I stand, or 41, I'm 42 soon. If I go to 90, (laughs) That means I've got 50 winters and 50 summers ahead of me. Why will I want to waste a summer and another winter? Why? Because I need it to keep people happy? No. I want to keep the Lord pleased with me. Because of all due respect, listen to me church, with all due respect, when I close my eyes and go to be with the Lord, nobody is there. Nobody here is there. Nobody is there in that moment. It's just the Lord. I'm not going to stand in front of Empowered Church one day. I'm going to stand in front of the Lord on behalf of Empowered Church. And the Lord's gonna ask me, What did you do? Did you stand? Then I can't say, oh you know, Lord. No, no excuses. Elijah tried it, it <laughs> didn't work. Let me give you a testimony, it will help all of you. Not really a testimony, it's more just the truth. And I was when I was younger, when I was at school. I, I, was, I was a good sportsman, loved sport, loved sports. And I was in everything I do. Whoever of you here, show me quickly by your hand. Whatever you do, you do it in an extreme form. Okay. I'm one of those people, if I want to get fit, I'll start right now. I don't wait till tomorrow. I stop eating today. I exercise today. Tomorrow I can't walk. It's fine. We do it today. Who is like that? Come on, show me quickly. Okay, the rest of you will pray for you. The, I was good in sports, right? And so there was a particular sport that I was very good at. And then one day came and there was a coach. This coach didn't like me very much. And I decided I had enough with this coach. Because he was drilling me and he was he was just he was just rude. He was choosing guys above me that was way worse. They were not as fit as me, they were not as strong as what I was back. And so I thought, this is my reasoning as a child. I thought I'm gonna spite you. I'm gonna make you miss me. I quit truth is nobody missed me <laughs> and my friends went on and they became national representatives of this country I gave up my place cause I allowed a spirit in a man to shut down a talent inside of me how many of you are seated here this morning you allow people to shut down talent. And now we want to blame people. No. Because the Lord has given us everything for godliness, righteousness, success. The Word of the Lord declares that It is our choice. And I'll close of this and then we're going to pray. This must be the day that you choose to say to whatever voices have spoken to you that you can declare to those voices you were simply wrong. I'm going to do it again. And this time with the Lord my God, I'm going to attempt it once more again. <laughs> Business people, try it again. Athletes here, try it again. Teachers here, try it again. Divorces, here, try it one more time. Come on. If you've been hurt by relationships, try it again. Don't live your life bound. Don't live your life in a cage of somebody else's thought about who you are. You are bought by the blood. That makes you redemptive by nature. and we have to go into this year free. We have to go free. Come on church. We have to go free. Yes? It's time to say to yourself, even our own voice that speaks aloud to you, I will no longer be intimidated by my own voice. I will do what the Lord wants from me. Because here's the truth. If you don't, He's going to replace you. If you don't, favor can lift. If you don't, God can say, what is this bleating of compromise that I hear? Can I leave you with a last tip before we pray? Don't spend one more moment trying to summarize what's in somebody else's heart. Don't try one more time. Oh my God, put up for me Jeremiah seventeen Don't try one more moment to summarize what's going on in other people's lives. The Bible says your heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? That means not even you know your own heart. This year, save me, this year. Stop trying to figure out other people's lives. Live your life. I'll close with this and let me pray. In Brennen Manning's words, I'll, I'll summarize, summarize it like this. He's an author, one of the, my favorite authors. I'll summarize it like this. Stop skipping score altogether. Just stop it. Stop keeping score of what you've done right or what you've done wrong. What you've done wrong, repent of what you done right say thank you and go on but just stop this list because this list is driving people crazy stop living your a list of somebody else for your life live your life live your life live your life life in obedience to the Lord yes Lord there are many people here this morning I'll close you are seated with talents you've been hurt it's okay Jesus understands but go to him and say Lord people hurt me then he'll tell you they hurt me too go to the Lord and say Lord but they betrayed me and the Lord will tell you they betrayed me too one third of my angels left me I didn't even do something wrong You can say, Lord, these people, they smacked me. I don't even know what I did wrong. I was just good to them. And Jesus will say to you, I know, I was just good too. The summary of your life is not the summary of people's responses. The summary of your life is the Lord's report. Amen. And I want to pray today. There are going to be many people standing for this. And that's fine. We will do mass deliverance today. But we will get rid of the Spirit. Because you are not average. I'll say it again you are not average. You are called to greater things. If I spoke to you this morning and the Spirit of the Lord started to cut your heart. And you know, ah, oh, I submitted on the spirit of intimidation. And maybe that wound runs deep, Then Jesus can heal that. But we have to go to Him today, right? If that's you, this one. I want you to stand, please. And there's going to be lots of people on our online platforms, TV platforms, You can comment your name. On our platforms, all the online platforms, you can just comment them. see you. Now lift your hands. Let's pray. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that in this day, I repent of allowing the spirit of intimidation to come upon my life. Father, I repent of allowing the spirit of intimidation to speak to me, to have a voice to me. Father, forgive me for allowing my gift to go dormant. Lord, in this day, I ask you by the blood of Jesus to break off every hold every suggestion every voice that says I cannot in this day I declare I can do all things through Christ Jesus and these talents and giftings that I have received I will do it again by the grace of God by the mercy of God in Jesus name Father God in this day break off all forms of timidity in my life in Jesus name Father infuse me with a spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, I pray. Lord, I choose to let it go. Save me again. Lord, I choose to let it go in Jesus' name. Father God, water the seed, water my life. That fruit will spring forth. And in this day, I declare, I command. That that what the enemy has stolen shall be restored. Shall be restored. Shall be be recovered, recovered. Shall be repaid. Sevenfold in Jesus' mighty name. 2024 shall be the year that I will see the repayment of the Lord my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Now Satan, we bind you by the power and the authority given unto us by the name of Jesus We take captive every suggestion, every high thing, and we cast it down. No longer do you have a place in my life, in my family, in my bloodline. It breaks today. The yoke is destroyed in this day. By the power of the anointing in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, come on, give Jesus a proper praise. Now, what a I want to encourage you to do one thing this morning. This one. Many years ago, many years ago, there was a vision of a a man. True story. Vision that Kenneth Hagin had, it was one of his 11 visions that he had with Jesus. And Jesus was standing in front of Jesus. There came a little demon like this in the vision. as jesus was speaking to him this demon jumped around the whole time and kenneth said jesus do something about the devil but the devil kept on jumping and kenneth said again jesus please do something about this devil second time and jesus said just kept on talking third time he said lord please do something about this devil Jesus spoke and said, I cannot, I have already. The authority is in your hands. You do something about this devil. Come on church. And then the vision goes that he said to that devil, now devil, in the name of Jesus, go. And it left. The authority is in your hands. All authority in heaven and above has been given in the Son's hands and you are seated in Christ Jesus. So don't give it to God. You have the authority. You have the power. You stand up and say, from this day, things shift and move. Why? God is already with you. He's already on your side. He's already going with you. You stand and you go with the Lord. Come on, firm decisions needs to be made in this day. How does that look like? Go home, take the liquor, break the liquor, tear it, throw it down. Say there's no more liquor in this house from this day. Go home and break the stuff up that keeps you bound and say no longer in this house. It starts of a decision and it starts of you. Start with you. Jesus has already conquered the devil. Now you walk in that victory. Come on, say amen. Come on, give Jesus just some proper, proper praise, please. Oh hallelujah